Welcome to the latest episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast. This is Ron Clements in the RV in Flagstaff, Arizona with my wife, Patty. Hey there, Ron Clements. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. Usually you just say hello. I know. I wanted to mix it up. <laughs> well, you know, 93 episodes in. It's about time. Whatever. <laughs> So, like I said, we're in Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, sorry we missed you last week. We're in Albuquerque. Busy week in Albuquerque last week. I went to a pair of University of New Mexico basketball games, a women's game on Tuesday and a men's game on Wednesday at the famed pit at the University of New Mexico. Kitty Corner from the Albuquerque Isotope Stadium. Pretty cool stadium and named the Isotopes because of the Simpsons. The- well, not just that. But because of the well, there is a nuclear power plant in Albuquerque. But seriously, though, yeah, it is it, it's related. They to got that. their name because of the Simpsons, and they were like, "Well, there is a power plant nearby, so sure, we'll change the name of the team from the Dukes to the Isotopes." When they changed affiliations, I think it was from the Padres, and and now they're affiliated with the Rockies. Was that because everybody kept trying to choke them and say, "It was the Dukes"? It was the Dukes. <laughs> That's a Trading Places reference, folks, in case you didn't get it. And yeah, that was a good one. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. That's an Elvis reference. I I do think everybody got that one. Probably. Yeah. But oh, so there's like all these Simpson statues in this baseball park. You got Homer Simpson right behind home plate because... Because he's Homer. Right. But then Bart and Marge and Lisa and, and Maggie are all, they got little statues of them. At Isotopes Park. We need to see a game there sometime. We do. Yeah. And uh, the Rockies uh, are the parent club of the AAA team, the Isotopes. And uh, the Rockies were one of the team to donate tickets to foster care organizations last year. So I think we are um, in a, you know, like beneath our primary favorite baseball teams, you Cardinals and me Brewers, the Rockies will always hold a special place in our heart, especially because one of the foster kids. Caught a home run ball last year on July 11th, caught by Herman Marquez, or uh, hit by Herman Marquez, and so... And yeah, we're excited for that kid, and we're also jealous of that kid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 40-plus games last year, and no home run balls. And 40-plus years. Yeah, right, right, yeah, that, <laughs> that too. <laughs> uh, but, so, like I said, we're in Flagstaff, Arizona right now. Uh, last week, we are in Albuquerque... And we're only so the RV was there for four for for seven days. We were only there for four because we flew back to Wisconsin last weekend for my grandparents' seventieth wedding anniversary. You heard that right, kids. Seventy years of marriage for Bernard and Teresa Clements, my grandparents. I'm pretty sure even if we last a long time, we're not going to last 70 years based well, on we the got married in fact our 40s. <laughs> we got married in our 40s. <laughs> but, you know, you never know. Science could advance. Right. But seriously, it was great to visit with them. It was awesome. But I will have to say that the state of New Mexico, I am definitely enchanted by. I see what you did there. Thank you. New Mexico is beautiful. 
uh, from Tucumcari, where we were last time we spoke with you guys, to Santa Fe and Albuquerque, Grants and Gallup. Cool state, gorgeous state. You've got Petroglyph National Monument in Albuquerque. Albuquerque. And that is really, really cool to see what the ancient Native Americans did, uh, basically telling stories through their artwork on the size of these rocks, or as I called it, ancient graffiti. (laughs) It kind of is, right? You know, they're telling their story in the way they have. It wasn't there, but there was another place that we were in that was talking about how certain places did not have, they relied on oral... Yeah, they did traditions. not have a written language. So it was either these petroglyphs or their oral uh, language, the spoken language, how they communicated. And that's why when the, the Spanish came over here, you know, in the 14th century, 15th century, and well, actually it was with New Mexico, it was the 17th century, it was the 1600s. And there were several nations of Native Americans living in New Mexico, at least four in the Santa Fe, Albuquerque area. And the Spanish just dubbed them all Pueblos because that's what they descri- how, how they describe the adobe structures in which they lived. It's Pueblo adobe. And so all of these Native Americans just got dubbed Pueblos. And that they really lost a lot of their, kind of their heritage through that because whether you were Zuni or, shoot, what were the other ones? Top. Tawai, yeah, uh, you know it was you know what w- w- there were at least four nations there, and whatever you were, you just kind of got you know a couple hundred years later, de- no matter what your your history your an- ancestral history was, you were just Pueblo Indian, not uh, Tawi Native American. Well, again, it goes back to some of these people did not have a written history, so they had only what was orally passed from the various ancestors and so it's really important um there's folks who will go around and and talk to those people and try to make sure that they record that history going forward what they can and then when we get to arizona they really did not have that type of problem because you had the zunis and the hopis and of course the navajo very strong nations especially the navajo and so those cultures have remained strong um, and, but I mean, this whole area though, the whole Southwest from, from like Amarillo to Holbrook, Arizona is just gorgeous with the canyons and the mountains and, 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 and the desert plains. I mean, it, it's just with, with the red rocks and, 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 and the clay, it's just really beautiful country. It's amazing. We've talked about it before, the topography in this country. And I've been in the Southwest a little bit before. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen as much as I've seen on this trip of... Which is kind of nuts because like last year we went to the Grand Canyon and Yellowstone. <laughs> right. But still, I mean, yes, that was that was very different as well. But this, I mean, it's just how much, how far you can see into nothing and see no buildings and see nothing but... When we were at the Petrogl... Brush and... No, I, I take that back. When we were at the Petrified National or uh, the Petrified Forest National Park, there are mountains that are literally 100 miles away that you can see. Right. And that is is what you're talking about. And, and it's, it, it's just so cool how, how far you can see. Yeah, you talk about Illinois and some of the central plain states being flat, but you don't see that far. 
No, because you don't have the elevation. Like right. you don't have these mountains and plateaus where you can look down into a valley and or a ravine and it just kind of goes on forever and you can see mountains in the in the distance or whatever. You know, in in the the plains of Illinois or Kansas or whatever, you're on the same level basically. Yeah. So you don't have that type of visibility and man, it's just really cool and at Petrified Forest National Park, you and I actually climbed down one of the mountains unintentionally. Well, and then yeah, we had I to climb we up. kind of going down and it yeah. wasn't the right path because it, the guidebook had said the path that I was originally looking at was along the rim. Right. We were trying to do a half mile along the rim of this canyon and we ended up going about two miles into the canyon. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. It was awesome. We were kind of dying on the way back up, though. <laughs> a little bit. Both of our faces were red. Um, we were I'm breathing blame like some of it on the elevation, but it's also because we're mid forties and, and out, out of shape. shape. <laughs> <laughs> we got to work on that, right? But you know, Route 66. I love the history of it. I love the old buildings. Uh, we saw the painted desert trading post, thanks to couple folks we ran into and that's a story in itself yeah i know right yeah we're in holbrook arizona and we're trying to figure out where to eat and we just decided to eat at mesa the italiana restaurant so it was actually recommended by the folks that at the rv right. park right but we had an option of four restaurants and and so we picked that one based on a recommendation from two people at the rv park and we go there we walk in the door and immediately, the waitress slash hostess is trying to seat us just inside the door at a window seat. And we were like, nah, can we sit a little further back? So I point to a table, and we ended up sitting there. And we are sitting next to these two people, Melissa Beasley and Nick Gerlich. Well, I'm writing a book about sports along Route 66. Well, Melissa is the Route 66 Association President for the state of New Mexico. And Nick is the Route 66 Association President for the state of Texas. And we just happened to be sitting right next to them. Yeah, and at what this did, restaurant, you it was definitely about serendipitous. Yeah, they were talking about something about Route 66. I can't remember what it was, but they were on their way to Amboy to see the lighting of the Roy sign for the first time in like 50 years. And so I was like, "Oh my God, you guys, are association presidents, let me tell you what we're doing." And I told them, and man, it was just like I said, serendipitous meeting. Uh, so happy to meet the, both of them. Hope they had a good time in Amboy, and we'll we'll be going there here shortly. We'll be driving through there anyway. There's not much there any now anyway, but hopefully, I kind of want to plan it now to where we're going in the evening or whatever. So we oh can yeah, see we that definitely sign. have to see the sign lighted yeah. for sure. But the other thing is that we got to go to the Painted Desert Trading Post. Now, all along the way, there are these various trading posts, especially it seems when you get into Arizona. There's there's some other places. But these are basically little kitschy places that some of them are affiliated with some of the tribes. Some of them aren't, but kind of have that vibe. And But this one is an abandoned trading post. Yeah, unfortunately, when they put I-40 in, they moved Route 66 like a mile south, and that just killed the business for the trading posts in the late 50s. Yeah, and that that was true for a lot of places and a lot of towns even. But this was one of them and it's out in the middle of nowhere. Really? And um, we actually would not, not unknowingly at the time, like you saw it on one of the Route 66 apps. Right. And we did not know except for that serendipitous occasion uh, meeting 
with Nick and Melissa that you can't actually get in there without. Yeah, you actually uh, need author. You need permission ahead of time. Yeah. In order to unlock the, the locks. Locked. Yeah. And apparently, there's various locks on there for for the different folks who own. It was kind of funny when we were on the way out there. We were behind this pickup, and this this older gentleman gets out, and he was wearing like a Navy veteran hat, and he's like, "Can I help you?" And I was like, "Yeah, Nick uh, put me in touch with Rich, Rich. and we're gonna go out here." He's oh, all right. Well, I will go ahead and unlock it for you. Just make sure you lock the gate back up when you leave. All right, thank you, sir. Yeah, and so then we were able to go in the gate and drive down the dirt road. It was dirt to even get there. Yeah. And then we drove down the rest of the way, a little bit of a washboard road. Oh, totally. (laughs) And But then there's the outpost. They're fixing it up. They're just shoring it up, though. They're not rebuilding it or anything No, the idea is to just prevent it from falling down. They're not going to, like, reopen it or anything like that. And just to preserve history. Yeah, exactly. And then you go down. There's a a dry riverbed. It's called the Dead River Wash. uh, Just a little bit down the hill from there. There's a bridge. And there they placed this Route 66 Association in Arizona placed a bunch of old cars along the riverbed to prevent erosion. They're like three or four like old 50s, 40s, 50s style cars that are along the riverbed to prevent further erosion. and it Apparently was, that was a practice at one time. I guess. But That's kinda, what Nick said. Kind of interesting. And uh, so we, we went down there and then we, we came back. But, uh, we had spent all day, though, at the Petrified Forest National Park, and I would highly recommend that it's the only national park through which Route 66 actually passes. It goes by a couple others. It goes by a couple national monuments, but... That is the only national park where Route 66 actually tra- traveled right through it and still does, actually, with I-40. goes right through the uh, the land, the boundaries of the Petrified Forest National Park. So uh, it's 28 miles if you go f- from the south entrance where the Rainbow Forest Visitor Center is to the north entrance where the Petrified Forest uh, National Park Visitor Center is. 28 miles uh definitely worth it um it there is an admission fortunately for us we got the i got the veterans all access uh america the beautiful pass so it was free for us but um i think it was like 15 dollars for a car something like that it's amazing it's we love yeah it, it, it really is uh the blue mesa um and just i mean seeing those old trees that are you know thousands of years old millions of years old even uh just really really cool and you know we were able to tell people about our home run on wheels trip and mission and like crystal little who works at the rainbow museum visitor center she was is an adoptive mother and actually fought hard uh to get her daughter 30 years ago because she her daughter was in an abusive family and 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 uh they they really didn't want to give her up but the state forced them to and and she had an eight-year legal battle to to adopt her daughter and so it's stuff like that you realize how important foster parents and adoptive parents are when they're doing things for the right reasons. And we met a guy Sunday night when we got to Flagstaff. His name's Joey Bullis, and he was a guy. He actually he was a musician playing at the Museum Club, which is a open uh, mic night. Yeah, it was an open open mic. He's playing at the Museum Club in Flagstaff, which is a, a iconic Route 66 place. Like Willie Nelson has played there before. 
and he wrote a song about being adopted and he introduced it by like hey this is a song written that i wrote about people who were adopted anybody here been adopted and i'm just thinking no but i look forward to telling you about our mission last year right and i did and when, when he when his set was done and he came down off the stage i told him what we were doing and we we're hoping to have him on the podcast but apparently things didn't work out where he he couldn't get out here to the rv but uh uh, he said he's going to get a copy of the Home Run Wheels book, and I hope you do too. Uh, remember, proceeds from the book sales will go to foster care organizations. I've already made one donation to Lutheran Social Services National Capital Area. But before we got to Flagstaff, though, we were standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. It was such a fine sight to see. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's actually a really neat little town honestly it is that la posada hotel is oh. unbelievable i i made a comment what a beautiful place yeah you, yeah, yeah, totally you said you want to live, live there, there. <laughs> yeah just the way it's decorated and it feels very cozy in some of the little rooms amtrak station literally drops you off right and, there and fireplaces and then they have these neat little gardens and i'm like I could totally live here, man. And, you know, Amtrak actually would be, an, uh, you know, we're doing this thing in an RV, but Amtrak would be actually a pretty awesome way to see Route 66 because you can go the whole way. I mean, and from from Chicago to St. Louis, I mean, like the St. Louis Amtrak station is right at Enterprise Center where the Blues play. And, you know, you, you just keep keeps going down, follows that, that corridor when you leave St. Louis through 44 and then through Oklahoma City through 40. And you, you get out here in like New Mexico and Arizona and it continues on and uh, La Posada Hotel is an Amtrak stop in, in uh, Winslow and the Flagstaff Visitor Center is an Amtrak stop. And by the way, right at the Flagstaff Visitor Center, you've got three breweries within walking distance, Flagstaff Brewing Company, Beaver Street and Lumberyard. Flagstaff was closed Monday night, but we did hit the other two Monday night. And, you know, it's just, it's just, Flagstaff is a cool town. But, yeah, Winslow, though, back to your point, uh, neat town, walkable. We parked the RV actually on 3rd Street. And, right. And just, uh, I walked down. Uh, just on the on the street. It was yeah. easy enough to park our big old vehicle and our tow vehicle. Right. So. Um, but yeah, we were standing on the corner there, and they got the statue of Glenn Fry and gift shop right on, uh, right across the street from there. And there was a guy actually playing live music, uh, kind of kitty corner from it. Um, so, Winslow, Arizona, one of the more popular stops along Route 66. Uh, we're going to be hitting a couple others here as we get to Williams and Seligman and Kingman, and then into Needles, California. So. And someone told us we definitely have to get gas in Arizona before we enter California because gasoline will be more expensive. Yeah, it's not exactly cheap here either. It really isn't. Can we get Missouri gas prices back, please? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, it's been fun spreading the message about Home Run on Wheels. Um, it's funny. We actually got an oil change for the generator. So we're going to be doing a couple of dry camping nights here and when we leave Flagstaff and you're supposed to get a oil change on your generator every 100 hours. Well, we learned this lesson the hard way when we were in Pittsburgh in July. We couldn't figure out why the generator wouldn't start when the RV park where we were saying lost power. And our my, my friend Jim Wexel, who covers the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, was out with his wife. And all of a sudden, the power just cut off. We were eating dinner. 
And we're like, what the hell? So I tried to start the generator and it won't start. Well, we needed an oil change. We were at 240 hours and the oil had basically turned to syrup. And so we got an oil change in Albuquerque before we left at an RV part or excuse me, at an RV dealer slash service center called Albuquerque RV. And the owner of that of Albuquerque RV, her name is Cheryl. And then a guy who was buying an RV, his name was Cisco. They both bought a copy of the Home Run on Wheels book because they were they loved our charity mission with foster care behind that. And so I hope you get the copy of the Home Run on Wheels book. And remember, book sales will benefit foster care organizations. So keep listening to the podcast. Buy the book. Christmas is coming up. Give it as a gift. Get multiple copies of the book. It's all going to a good cause. And we will talk to you next week. Patty, where will we be next week? Multiple places that are not in Flagstaff. Correct. Next week we will be... <laughs> we will be going through... We'll be in Arizona, California. And then we'll head to California. Yeah, we'll be in California next Monday and Tuesday in the Barstow-Victorville area. So that is where from where we'll speak with you next. Guys, I am on this for the ride right he does the planning don't let him fool you asking me where we're going to be is a pretty funny thing to do dude (laughs) i'm trying to look at the calendar but it only goes out there next week and i see tucson and i see you know whatever you're looking too far ahead i'm looking too far oh you did update it i did update it well there you go yermo and then victorville and then pomona and then we'll be in santa monica All right. On the beach. Right. So, all right. Until next week, guys, have a great weekend. And thank you so much for listening to the Home Run Wheels podcast. And, you know, if you decide to stand on a corner in your hometown. Take it easy. It's not weird. You're fine. It's cool. The sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. Lighten up while you still can. Don't even try to understand. Just find a place to make your stand. Take it easy. Well, I'm standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. It's such a fine sight to see.